And I love what Pastor Chris said. I love it so much. I love it more than 100%. Discover personally how the Word of God can affect and make a change in your life through the ministry of Pastor Chris Ross. Pastor Chris is the founder of Breakthrough Ministries International Church with multiple branches in South Africa and abroad. He is a healing evangelist for the Jesus the Answer Outreach Ministry, an outreach crusade bringing healing, deliverance and breakthrough to many people. Breakthrough Ministries International is a vibrant church with young, energetic people full of zeal and fire for the Lord. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast channel to receive new messages every week. Now, let's listen to Pastor Chris. A sea of drowning people which you were once a part of. And then the Lord came to rescue you. Now you're sitting and watching Facebook while others are drowning. That's our whole story in this month of February. Then some of you have been invited here today. You are also in that ocean still. But today I'll throw out a lifeline to you. We made our carpet blue so that it resembles the sea. So everybody who comes here will be rescued out of the ocean. Hallelujah. The world is drowning. It's metaphorically speaking, we are drowning, we are drowning. Sinking deep in sin. But Jesus wants to rescue you. Amen. And today is your day. If you die in sin, you will you'll go to hell. And it's our duty to go and rescue as many of the perishing. Because Jesus is in this water saving people. But the people turned around and was looking for Jesus to come and give more teachings and blessings and prosperity with them. Although he was asking them to come to help him to get them out of the waters. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now turn your Bibles to Mark, please. I want to talk to you today about the Great Commission according to the Gospel of Mark. We find that the Lord Jesus gave us His last words in every Gospel, and not just in every Gospel, but in many other books of the Bible. He tells us what He wants us to do. We've learned some weeks ago that any man's last words is probably his most important words. Amen? Think about it. If you know you're going to die tonight, what will be the last words you will tell people? The last words of any man are very important. Mark chapter 16 verse 14. There are four Gospels in the Bible. Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. Matthew has about, what, 28 chapters? Mark has 16 chapters. Luke has, what, 21 or 24 chapters? And John also. So, in the last chapter of all the books, there are the last words of Jesus. Do you understand? And I can guarantee you the last words were not foolish words or jokey words, but serious words. And somebody came one day and coined this phrase, the Great Commission. The what? The Great Commission. Everybody say it, please. The Great Commission. It's like you are sent on a mission. 
You are commissioned to go on a mission. Are you with me? And there are many missions, but this one is called the Great Commission. Hallelujah. I won't preach long today. I have a very short but yet powerful message that I have to bring to you. Mm. Afterward, he appeared unto the eleven. This is after his resurrection. Jesus died and he rose again from the dead. The grave couldn't hold him. Hallelujah. And after he, afterward, after his resurrection, he appeared unto the eleven. Why were there only eleven? Huh? I'm asking you, ask your neighbor, why was there only eleven? Didn't Jesus have twelve disciples? Huh? Why was there only eleven? I'm sure your neighbor should be able to tell you there was only 11 because one of them wanted to betray Jesus. Not wanted to, but they actually betrayed Jesus and sold him for 30 pieces of silver. But do you know something that the Bible, that maybe you've missed in reading the Bible, that this one who did it to the Lord, before the Lord even died on the cross, he was already dead. Yeah, Judas hanged himself in the scripture said while Jesus was while the trial was going on he hung, he hung himself and the way he died was so terrible that his bowels opened and, and, and the, the derms, the derms the epidermis and the pesidermis it came out the, the bowels gushed out and they called it the field of blood. Hey, a disloyal and an and unfaithful member is what will happen to you, spiritually or physically. You will die a death. So there were only 11. But nevertheless, he appears to them as they were having meat, uh, they were having food. You know that the Lord can talk to you while you are eating. Not only when you are fasting. I'm just saying that to those who never fast, okay? A little bit of exciting news to you. That God can speak to you even while you are eating. These guys were eating and then the Lord appeared to them. Isn't it wonderful? And upbraided them. You know what it is? He rebuked them. Abraded, just just dictionary for me. Abraded, please. Abraded. Then I'll show you. It was like he, he was angry at them for their unbelief. That the people told them he had risen from the dead, and they didn't believe him. They didn't believe the message. Do you see? So when he appeared, was very angry at their unbelief. And hardness of heart. Hey! The Lord doesn't like people to be hard of heart. I'm telling you. Because they believed not on them which had seen him after he was risen. May you believe and not be hard of heart. May you believe and not be hard of heart. In the name of Jesus. Verse 15. 
And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. This is the last words. It's called the great. The great. The great. I want to preach about it because it's important. And I want you to understand it. You have, you have been given an instruction. You and me. The question just is, are we doing it? And if we're not doing it, may, may today be the turning point or any of these times when God is talking to us, it will be the turning point. He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Amen. And he that believes and is baptized shall be saved. Hallelujah. How many of you have believed already? How many have been baptized already? How many have not believed and have not been baptized? I don't expect you to put up your hands, but I'm sure you're the ones whose hands didn't go up. But today is the day you can believe. Amen. I think next month is the day you can be baptized. Glory to God. Believe and baptize and you shall be saved. Very simple. Believe and be baptized. Cecil, Cecil, stop playing. He that believe and is baptized shall be saved. Amen. But he that believeth not shall be damned. Hallelujah. It's not like this in Mark, in Matthew. It's not like this in Luke. It's not like this in John. But in Mark, this, these are recorded as the last words. Alright? You are given a free will choice. If you can believe, you shall be saved. And you, if you don't believe, you shall be damned. Mercy. Then he, he ends by saying, These are the signs that shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues, and they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. And they shall lay hands on the sick. Glory to God. And they shall recover. So then, after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven, and then he sat at the right hand of God. And that is where we find the Lord Jesus currently at the right hand of God the Father. Amen. And he had to go so that he could send us the Holy Spirit. Are you listening? And the one with us now is the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Jesus is interceding for us. That's the work of Jesus. He's the great intercessor. Interceding on our behalf. He is appearing before the judge. Every time the devil accuses you of wrongdoing. Then Jesus is your uh, advocate. Hallelujah. Standing before the judge. Now, just a few points before I close. Mark is giving us the last words of Jesus when he appeared to the eleven while they were eating. Glory to God. And we see that um, he says first of all that they must go. Go back please to some of these verses. He says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Is the last command. Go into all the world. Preach the gospel to every creature. I want to make it very clear. If you're visiting here, you want to join this church, 
this church will be centered around the, this great commission. The church has many fun activities here. The church has a lot of joy here, a lot of uh, laughter, joy, peace in the Holy Ghost. Uh, you see, but, but the main central thrust and theme of this church is that we are constantly reminded of the last command of Jesus. That we must go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. In this church you will learn about uh, many aspects of your development. How to behave well, how to be respectful, how to honor, how to be faithful, how to prosper. Many, many good things. But the main thing must stay the number one thing. That each and every one of us have a responsibility. Yes, that we too must carry the gospel to every creature. Can I have an amen? amen? You know, when we start to teach people like this, then they don't really like it much because they've come to church to receive what God has for them. But every time when we start to, start to speak about what they must do, it kind of makes them tired already. But I tell you, there's a blessing behind doing what the Lord has told you to do. If you obey the commandments of the Lord, you will see the blessing of the Lord and the prosperity of the Lord on your life. Amen. It's like people, we, we encourage you to give your 10% of your income to God. It's called tithing. So you say, oh, if I obey God, what will I get in return? You try the Lord and see. Try the Lord and see. All comes down to obedience. You know? Many people claim to love God and the best way to prove your love for God is to obey God. Because when he asked Peter, do you love me? When Peter said yes, what did he say to him? Now feed my sheep. Feed my lambs. Hallelujah. Obedience is faith. And obedience is proof of your love for the Lord. The church, by and large, today has become a very selfish church, an inward-looking church. And I am praying and I am fighting against the fact that Breakthrough Ministries International shall not be such a church. Amen. Say amen. amen. We'll receive blessing. We'll receive prosperity. It's part, and then there are many that can testify how God has blessed them. Hmm? With material blessings. These things are part. It's not the main things, but it's part of the parcel. Some ladies have even met husbands here. Ladies are always looking for husbands. It, it sounds like something small and unimportant, but I realize the older I get and the longer I pass, it's a major thing. People want partners in life, isn't it? Even though you are warned that your life will be... Bitter. You still want it. I think it's a curse. Your desire for a man. Even though you know your life is not going to be nice, it's still. And then when ladies get to a certain age, they start to worry about getting a partner. But in a mega church like this, there's always a partner for you. You must look in your age category.
You shall find him there. Amen. There's a new thing today that older men want to marry very young ladies. One man said to, to his pastor, I don't want a lady my age. I want a 16-valve job. And the pastor warned him, the 16-valve is going to blow the valves of your heart. Have you, have you ever heard? I've heard of a lady, she buried three husbands. She was young and frivolous. And every time he says, no, this is my fourth husband. I say, so why did the husband say, no, they didn't divorce me. They all died. The heart, the heart, the heart. You see, because the husbands were, the one was 80 years old. And his heart couldn't handle it. I'm saying all that to say, all these things are carnal things, fleshly things, marital things, are all blessings. But the church can become so concerned with blessings and prosperity and the Lord gave me a car, the Lord gave me new tires, the Lord gave me a wife, the Lord gave me this, look, a baby's born, nothing is wrong with the baby. These are all blessings. But it's, it's, it's not the main thing. Our lives must be concerned about doing what the Lord has instructed us to do. And we must move beyond the enemy's whisperings. And become those saviors of men. Saviors of women. This morning some people, as we started the church, they, they were driving out with their cars. On their way to fetch people to bring them to breakthrough. And I was so blessed. I said, Lord, let that be my mission in life. To constantly send people to go, not to stay. Not to stay and build a monument here, but to go. Go into all the world. And preach the gospel. Hallelujah. Do you know, it's almost like not the enemy, which is real, is a devil. He can make your mind think in a way that it's nice to be together, isn't it? So the worldly way of seeing things is almost like it, 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 is, it is against happiness to send someone away. Happiness is to be together. But sometimes, and in God's agenda, it is more it, it is upside down that when you send somebody away, you are rather blessed than what, what you're keeping someone. Like when I send missionaries to go, like we now send this one and that one, and we're not doing a great job at all. We are yet to start to do the job of sending people away. Say, so, no, but we, want, we like it here, it's nice here, it's cozy. It's like this vision that the man, and I was hoping that you could see clearly and listen clearly. It's like we want, to, we want to have a nice party together. No, but the commission is to take you out of the group and send you away. Because in the sending away, there lies the blessing. Glory to God. 
that you must go. It's the last words. The last words are important, but we have, we have failed to obey the last words. And so these men that I've been sending now recently and the ladies that I'm sending, make yourself one of them. I can, I can prove to you that you won't obey God easily, you see. Because if I must tell you to pack your bags tomorrow and go, just ask yourself the question, will you go? Many that sitting here, their minds are not on going anywhere. Isn't it? No, their minds are staying. But he didn't tell us to stay. He told us to go. The strength of a church is not in its seating capacity, but in its sending capacity. Pastor, where must I go? You must go and start a group of believers and teach them the word of God. That's the Great Commission. Everybody who is standing with the Bible open and teaching people the word of God, you are fulfilling the Great Commission. Glory to God. And you will be sent. And the sad thing is, the vision that the pastor had was that one. Whom, who shall God send and who will go? We don't want to go. We want, we, want, we want it where it's nice, isn't it? When, we, when people are sending missionaries, they don't want to go to America and to France. They don't want to go to the poor countries of the world. But you are going and get ready to be sent. Amen. You just want to settle down. But that's not the way of the Lord. That's not the commandment of the Lord. This message even sounds strange because we never tackle the commandment of the Lord. What is the Lord saying? You must be sent. Hallelujah. Number two. The great commission is to preach the gospel. Why must we be sent? To preach the gospel. Preach the gospel means the good news. The gospel is the good news. I said the gospel is the good news. This little script is very clear. What must you go and tell the people? What must you say to them? You must preach the gospel. You must say to them, has anyone ever told you that God loves you and that God has a great plan for your life? If you should die today, I ask you the question, you that's listening to the sound of my voice, if you should die this very minute, are you sure you are going to heaven? And if your answer is no, or you are not sure, then I want to say a quick prayer for you. And this prayer is that God will bless you, and that God will bless your family, but that God will do a quick work in your heart, and that God will prepare your heart to receive Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of your life. And if you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then you must say a prayer after me, which I will lead you to at the end of my message. Amen? What must we go and do? We must go to preach the gospel. How do we preach it? Just what I did now was preaching the gospel to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Preach the gospel. 
and we must go to all natures and all creatures. Number three, the Great Commission is a commission to every creature. It's a commission to go. It's a commission to preach the gospel. And number three, it's a commission to every creature. What are creatures? Are they animals? No, no. They are all those people in the waters drowning. That is what the Bible refers to as creatures. Maybe next to you in this church is a creature sitting. Somebody that is busy drowning in sin. Hallelujah. Drowning in misery. These are the creatures. The thousands of shrieking, agonizing thieves, liars, blasphemers, drunkards, murderers, ungodly people, prostitutes, drug addicts. People that were once human beings, but they are reduced to a pitiful demonized creature. Multitudes in the valley of decision. Oh, you sinners, lost and lonely, Jesus' blood can set you free. You say, Pastor, are you talking about me? You can look as sophisticated as you look, brother. If you have committed sins, you are called a sinner. Say, so who's a sinner? I'm talking to you. How many of you sitting here has stolen before, stolen something before? Stolen. If you stole something, you called a thief. And I just told you that the thief, the creature is a thief. You were never made to be a thief, somebody stealing something. You took somebody's pencil that wasn't yours. And you stole chicken out of the pot while your mother was busy cooking. How many of you have told lies before? You've told a lie before. You, you were a liar. Somebody who lies is a liar. How many of you have been jealous before? You see, you see, I'm describing what is a sinner. Ah. How many of you have hated somebody before? The Bible says if you hate your brother, you are a murderer. The other day I was praying in a small prayer retreat where I went. And I prayed for three hours. One session was a three-hour session. I, prayed, I said nothing in my, in, my, in my vernacular. I prayed just in tongues. I don't know what I prayed for. Because that's the, 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 the essence of the tongue. You do not know what you pray for. But the Holy Spirit will pray through you. With groanings that cannot be uttered. Glory to God. And I know as I'm praying, you, 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 many of you might have been included in the prayer for tongues. Because I didn't even think of you, but the Holy Spirit is now using me to pray for you. Maybe some of you should have been dead today. But the protecting angels and guardian angels has covered you through the prayers in tongues. Sometimes when I, when, I, when I think of people, the Lord brings people to my mind, then I'll pray for them. Like Paul said, I just mentioned you in my prayers. I didn't spend a long time on you, but I just mentioned you in my prayers. 
Remember him too long. Remember her too long. I want to guarantee those that listen to the last command of Jesus Christ. There shall be something great you shall have. You shall have the gift of speaking in tongues. Number two, what will you have? You will also have the power to cast out devils. In my name, these are the signs that shall follow them that believe. This is those that are going, huh? not sitting, not sitting. It's those who say, Lord, I, I'm going I'm to listen to what you said. My pastor said I must now start talking to people about Jesus. My pastor even gave me a script, Lord. My pastor told me just to ask people, has somebody ever told you that God loves you? And that he has a great plan for your life. If you should die today. Can I ask you a quick and short and powerful question? If you should die today. Are you sure where you are going to go? I'm busy preaching the gospel to you. By that few questions. And what will start to happen to me? I will have power. It's promised in the Bible, oh, you shall, you shall speak in new tongues, you shall cast out devils. So sometimes I'm coming, I'm walking past here, you see, uh, somebody starts screaming. The Bible says of oh, Philip, he went to Samaria and preached Christ to them. And many with a loud voice, the demons came out of many of them. And with a loud voice, they shouted and shrieked. Whee! The man went. He was a deacon. He was the one who Paul and Peter said, let, 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 let us give ourselves to this preaching of the word and get seven other men to serve the, the widows with tables. So those deacons, Stephen was the first one. He was stoned to death. Philip was the other one who went to Samaria. He, went, he did what? He went because the commission said, go! Not, not a bishop, not an apostle. He was just a church worker, ordinary church worker. He was an usher. If there's any ushers here today under the sound of my voice, I want to tell you, you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. Yes. And what will happen? You will speak in a new tongue. Hey, what is this? It's a new tongue. Then you will cast out the demons. It's the sign of the finger of God. The finger of God. Casting out devils. Casting out. You can't see a devil on somebody's face. Oh. Demons inhabit people and they oppress people. And they cause frustration. Any of you that's going through life of frustration. And curses. And like you can't get out of the problems you are in. It's probably a demon that's harassing you and that's bringing to you all the problems. Many of your demons are family-related demons. They, have, they actually carry your surname. The demons has done the same thing to your father and your mother and they are doing the same thing to you. Demons are territorial, so they sit in areas. So you see, amalas dagarukas and amalas takopa. So why is it only in this area? It's the territorial demon. 
So sometimes it's best to remove the child from the area to get out of the way of the devil. So when the child comes, when you come from outside and you come inside here, you see, there's a greater power inside here than there's outside there. So when you come forward and you step on the blue carpet, you see suddenly the demon shouts. You told the demon, Muni, I'm sure nobody wants to be shouting and screaming and causing attention here. Can people be acting? No, no, no. You wouldn't want everybody to see you performing and shouting and screaming and kicking my mat broken with your Pepsi's high heels. I don't think you want to purposefully do that. It's a power. Nah, it's a power. The devil can never lank in your wegstick. The devil will your pa trong to fat, he will for your trong to fat. The devil will your liebe vernietig. But there will be ashes. Philip Stephen. You will have the power to cast out devils. You will lift up your hands in the cell meeting and you will just start to pray. And suddenly one of the cell members are starting to shout. What is it? The demon can't handle the presence of God. Because with the going comes the power. Hallelujah. What did he say? You shall cast out devils. They shall speak in new tongues. Verse 18. They shall take up serpents. They shall pick it up. Things that are a danger to others will not be a danger to you. Because the Lord will protect you. The one that is sent. And the one that said, I will go. Hallelujah. I don't think you believe what I'm trying to say to you today. There are many blessings connected to obeying the great commission the great commission you shall pick up serpents they shall not harm you the lord will be like a protector to you when the adder, when the when the viper but paul the people said this guy is gonna die on the island of melita they all looked at him and said this just watch he's gonna die now everybody was looking then they saw he's not dead he shook off the viper it fell in the fire Paul the Apostle, he was collecting sticks to make fire because it was cold. And one of the sticks was a viper. It's a snake. A snake is camouflaged. And the snake, when he lifted up his hand, the snake was stuck to his hand like this. Viper's a short, powerful, fat snake. And the, the, the people knew that in those days, if this viper bites you, we just watch you for a few minutes. You turn blue and then you fall over. It's in the book of Acts. Not long. Ah. This man is a murderer. He said, they believe in superstition, you see. You see, no, the viper bit him because he's a bad man. Go to the next verse. Look at this. And he shook off the beast into the fire. And he felt no harm. I tell you, the devil can do you no harm. Because you need to stay right under the blood. And when you are going, the blood protects you. The blood is a protection. Hallelujah. Hey! You will stay right under the blood and the fire. And then verse, the next one. 
And then the people said, look what the people said in verse 5. He should have swollen or fallen dead. Put it in the NLT quickly, man. Be fast. NLT. He said, the people waited for him to swell up or suddenly die. But when they had waited a long time and saw that he wasn't armed, they changed their minds and decided this man is a god. <laughs> they said, no, man, this man is a god. You see, the man was there on missionary work for the Lord. Hallelujah. He was on missionary work. He was captured by the road, even taken to the Roman prison, but he was on the, on the road for the Lord. You just want to sit down and not do anything for the Lord. You will not have these blessings and these benefits. Are you hearing me? They shall lay, they shall, they shall drink. Go, go to that, the verse again where I am. They shall drink any deadly thing. It shall not hurt them. No poison is going to harm you. No poison will harm you. I'm professing to those that is going to adhere to the Great Commission. Those who's going to start small groups in the areas. Those that's going to invite people to the gathering service. I'm talking about those that's going to go out with a script and say to somebody, has anybody ever told you that God loves you and has a great plan for your life? Yes. I'm talking about those people. These are the things that will happen to them. You will speak in a new tongue. Hallelujah. You will cast out devils. Yeah, you shall... Serpents will bite you, but they shall not harm you. You will, you will be covered. And then you will drink poison, but you won't get sick. Hallelujah! The enemy will try to kill you, but the Lord will protect you. The poison will not harm you. In the name of Jesus. This sickness is not unto death. Many of you will escape death. And if by chance you don't obey the last commandment, at least you have a prophet in the house that you can come to and say, please pray for me. Because the Bible says, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. These are the signs that shall follow them that believe. These are the last words of Jesus before he went away. He said, go into all the world Preach the gospel to every creature. And to all those that believe, they shall be saved. And to them that don't believe, they shall be condemned in the last judgment. And whilst you're going, I promise you, these are the signs that shall follow you. In my name, you shall speak in new tongues. You shall cast out devils. Serpents will bite you. It will not harm you. Deadly poison will be in your stomach. You won't die. And then you will lay hands on the sick. And they shall recover. Signs and wonders. Signs and wonders. Signs and wonders. Oh yes. Bow your heads and close your eyes. Bronto steyala kashetura kambate. Preshotorobota yala bababate. Repokata sheke. Stand to your feet, everybody. Maybe somebody invited you here today.
and you have come along, I want to ask you this question. If you should die today, are you sure you will go to heaven? If you're not sure and you want to be sure, you say, Pastor, pray for me. My life is not right. I know I need Jesus. I know I need God. Please pray for me. I've been living a life far from God, but I want to come home. I want to serve God. I want to love God. Please pray for me, Pastor. I want to give my life to Jesus. Somebody invited you, but today you want to commit your life to God. Is there someone like that in this building? Maybe you're a university student. Maybe you're coming from Leiden, wherever you come from. Lift up your right hand. I want to pray for you. Lift up your right hand. Lift up your right hand. Don't be ashamed. Today is your day of salvation. Tomorrow might never come. I buried a woman here this morning. And I told the people, when it's done, it's done for eternity. You can't reverse the time. You better choose the day while it is here. Because it might not come again for you. Jesus is calling. Calling you. From a life of wasted years. Everyone must give their lives to Jesus. The Son of Man came to seek and to save those that were lost. For this purpose was the Son of God manifest. To destroy the works of the evil one. And to restore man back to the Father. To restore you back to the Father. If you never gave your life to Jesus and never said the born again prayer, you must also come so that you can be born again. All those who put up their hands and all those that still want to join them, just come out of your seat and come to this blue sea in front here. I want to throw a lifeline to you today. Come, come, come. salvation your invitation here is not by accident God wants to meet with you God wants to save your life and to change you don't miss this chance like these people I also came to stand here and the Lord saved me because my sins were higher than the mountain Jesus saved me and he wants to save you too I'll sing it one more time. And if you are there, your heart is beating fast. You know God is talking to you. You must come to him and start to live a new life in Jesus. I will give you one more opportunity before the door of the ark closes. 
and time for you shall be no more. Come, Come on to Jesus. Give, Give Him your life today. here I want to tell you that God loves you and God has a great plan for your life and the Bible says whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved you are a whosoever I am a whosoever so today I want to help you to call on the name of the Lord the Bible says in Romans 10 verses 9 and 10 if you believe with your heart and say it with your mouth the Lord Jesus that God sent him to die for you you shall be saved you receive today the gift of eternal life Say this prayer after me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus. All of you in front here, say, Dear Lord Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus. I come to you today. I come to you today. Just as I am. Just as I am. I'm sorry for my mistakes. I'm sorry for my mistakes. I'm sorry for my sins. I'm sorry for my sins. I come to you now. I come to you now. Please save me. Please save me. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. And wash me. And wash me. With your precious blood. With your precious blood. Write my name. Write my name. In the book of life. In the book of life. From today. From today. I want to follow you, Jesus. I want to follow you, Jesus. From this day. From this day. I want to serve you. I want to serve I you. I turn my back. I turn my on back Satan. on Satan on my old life on my old life I want to follow you I want to follow you help me Jesus help me Jesus to serve you to serve you and give me a heart and give me a heart for others for others to work for you to work for you in the name of Jesus I in the, pray in the name of Jesus I pray. amen and amen. amen let's clap for the Lord and I think Pastor Chris Ross shared very well he explained the message very well. So I think I'm going to ask him to share every day. You know, the Archbishop brought the prophet and I'm also bringing you. <laughs> so you, you, you explained the, the word very nicely to all of us. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages of Pastor Chris, tune in to Chris Ross Ministries podcast. Remember, faith cometh by hearing.